Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Shall we do this? Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. Okay, so the Pussycat Dolls might not be performing together this year, but Kimberly Wyatt says uh, that's not slowing her down. She's taking what would have been their rehearsal dance drills online for fans to try at home so you can dance along with the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, Kimberly says she it was a disappointment to postpone the tour, but she's glad that all wasn't lost. I took to Instagram Live instead and just continued my dance drills and, and teaching a bit of the Pussycat Dolls routines. And then that just c- continued... Did you watch The Masked Singer, Crossy? I watched a bit of it. I love the concept of it, but then I kind of got bored after maybe the third episode. Yeah. I was like, ah, come on now. Tell us who they are. It's a good well, idea. seemed to be the way, but... Yeah. yeah well, uh, Ken Jeong is the guy that uh, was one of the judges that seemed to have made the show everywhere else they did it in the world. He was kind of the, the kingpin, but he's not going to be in it. Now. He's not going to be a regular panellist this season, the next season that's coming up, which is in 2021. And he'll make an appearance or two, but they're looking for a uh, new uh, panel panelist. And comedian Mo Gilligan will instead be filling in. Do you know what? What so. do you think about Mo Gilligan? Like he he's there, but he's not there. I find sometimes. Like I watched a couple of his Channel Four shows, and they were good, but there was something missing in every single thing. I don't know what it was. You know, when you watch some, I'm not sure. I, I know who Mo Gilligan is. Uh, I'd say it's. I'd say he's always doing a lot of Channel Four live shows. You know the way they kind of they took uh, Graham yeah. Norton under their wing about twenty years ago. It's kind of like yeah, that, yeah. but he's not gay. It's 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 yeah. There's something about him that he's there, but he's <laughs> That's not. The there. only difference. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I'd know him if I saw him, but absolutely. Yeah, you know, the name's will. not yeah. ringing the bell. Yeah. Uh, game show host Stephen Mulhern admits he's likely to say yes to a game show if uh, he can see himself playing it. He's currently presenting ITV's Rolling in it which continues this Saturday. He's good on the other thing he does. the uh, In for a penny. In for a penny. That's a good show, that. It's different. Uh, Stephen explains... Huh? It's different. Like, it's just, you know, mush TV. Yeah, but he's he's allowed to be kind of funny in it, so, you know, I think that it, it suits him better. Uh, but Stephen explains why he has to believe the game show will work before he says yes to hosting. I don't want to do a show that's not going to work. I don't believe it. What you want to do is something that's good that people are going to go, I want to roll one of those coins. I want to be on that show. Yeah, In for a Penny's very good. I haven't seen the new one. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. No, not yet. Virgin Media yeah. haven't shown I mean, it just he, yet. Yeah, I don't know if it would work with anybody else because he's, he's actually quite, he's a bit cheeky in it, you know, he's slagging some of the, the customers. <laughs> and you know what? I kind of see him as a 20, like 26, 27 year old, and someone's like, nah, he's like over 40 now. You'd never see yeah, him yeah. because like, he's been on our television for years, but he's never changed. Yeah. He's a baby face. Yeah. And James Blunt uh, decided to, uh, he wound up vegan pals by eating only mince and chicken, and he did the all meat diet, but he got scurvy from it. And the headline is, You're Butte Awful. Oh, <laughs> You're Butte Awful. Oh, 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 that's so bad. <laughs> well, that's good, I like it. <laughs> right, we have loads more dish coming up after 7 o'clock. We'll have a look at the papers as well. We're going to be uh, interviewing the Minister for Health this morning, all going well. That's about half nine this morning. Stephen Donnelly will be chatting to us, so if you have any questions for him, I'm sure... Uh, everyone has a question that they'd like asked. Oh, wow. I um, posted it up on Twitter last night, and it was the worst thing I ever did. The, oh, my, my phone did not stop all night. 
Like every yeah. question from every different walks of life. All one side. So good luck with this one today, Jim. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't know how he does well, it. Well, you know, I think it's, a, it's one of the toughest gigs out there. So, And he's taking it over at the toughest time you could possibly take it over. So um, we'll ask him the questions. If there's any questions that you want to ask, let's, let's ask him. Um, that's coming up this morning. And also we'll have uh, Ireland AM, a brand new one where Simon Delaney will sing Singing in the Rain. Oh. It's coming up. It's <laughs> <laughs> four. Dublin's F four. It is the strawberry alarm clock. It's a Thursday morning, the twentieth of August this month. It seems to be going fast and slow at the same time. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It seems like okay, it's the twentieth of August. That that flew by, but also, hang on, this is going on. This this month is just really dragging on. I don't know how to explain that, but if you know what I mean, let us know. Uh, of course, you can WhatsApp us for anything as as we're chatting. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Your reaction to all the different bits and pieces that are happening. Let's have a look at the uh, papers this morning. A lot of people went with the very clever headline. Uh, unfortunately, not not only one uh, paper thought of it. Ellen High Water Storm and Floods Batter Ireland. Now it looks like Dublin got out of it okay. Uh, the country today is uh, counting the cost of Storm Ellen after an overnight battering. So the south of the country really got battered. There's lots of homes without electricity this morning. There's trees down and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how bad Dublin Dublin got it, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as the south of the country. If there are any trees down or if there's any kind of problems in traffic this morning, let us know and uh, we'll, we'll pass that on to everybody. Uh, crackdown power is not enforceable. Gaff-prone government slammed over laws. The government's plan to give the Gardaí greater powers for breaking up house parties is almost impossible to greenlight, it's claimed. Uh, as it lurches from one crisis to another, any efforts to give cops power to enter private homes are expected to fall without a referendum. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just going to be hard to police that kind of thing. You're, you're more, it's more relying on people to use their own sort of judgment and cop on. And unfortunately... You know, it's it's not necessarily not everyone has cop on. I mean, if you if you if you look at yesterday, this, the pictures of the storm, you know, and the the seas are are lashing down the south of the country, and you know, there's journalists saying like, don't make any unnecessary journeys and be careful and be you know, watch yourself on the roads and uh, you know, as that's happening though, there's always people who'll jump in the sea. And you see people just fecking themselves off piers into the into the waves. So it seems there's you know there's always like most people have cop on, but there's always going to be people who throw themselves into the sea. And it's the same with everything. So you know, <coughs> excuse me, if you are having a, a house party, um, that's the equivalent of jumping off a pier when the seas are high. I would imagine at the moment. Um, Looking around at other stories this morning, um, indie rockers, the Sea Girls, are, are flying high in the charts after the week after a week after their debut album. Thanks to Ed Sheeran, of course, he's involved with everything now. Um, the band have a bone to pick with the Shape of You singer, revealing that he's been running their uh, ruining their plans for some time. Um, uh, let's have a look at this, some of the other stuff. Normal people, it's not so raunchy. So this is the story we, we told you about. So normal people got into a lot of trouble uh, during the year because of their raunchy uh, love scenes. But uh, it wasn't the most complained about show on television. The most complained about show was the comic relief. That got more actual complaints. They may have got uh, complaints to Liveline and things like that, but um, the actual complaints from viewers... Normal people didn't fare as badly as the uh, comic relief, which I thought the comic relief, a lot of it was very good. Um, so no, no, no wonder people complained. Um, end of the pair show for Jamie. The Jamie's uh, Friday Night Feast, filming of a TV show in the studio is hard enough in these strange times with social distancing and tighter restrictions. But uh, yeah, his Friday Night Feast show at the end of the pier in the tiny little restaurant area has uh, had to be cancelled because it's this it's too small. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cough this morning. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, I'm told that the the, the 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 next series of Jamie's Channel Four cooking show, Jamie and Jimmy's Friday Night Feast, has been indefinitely postponed because of, because of COVID nineteen. Now they normally film it in the summer, so 
Could they not do that outdoors? I know that they... Well, each episode takes about a day or two to film, so maybe not with the weather. Um, but generally, it's it's a kind of a, a summary show. Um, let's have a look at some other... Ellen Highwater's made it a few times. It never rains, but it pours. Donnelly hits back at advice attacks. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly has slammed those who have been uh, criticising the health experts who are advising the government on how COVID-19, uh, the battle continues. Um, he will be on the show this morning, all going well, and he'll be answering any questions that you have. There's a few of the contradictions have come up in uh, some of the reports this morning, like you are told to work from home, but kids can go back to school. How come that is? Um, you can't take public transport, or you're advised not to, but kids can take public transport in a couple of weeks. How come? Um, you can't have a large family dinner. More, you can't have more than six people in your home, but more than six people can go to a pub. How come? So there's lots of contradictions, uh, and we'll ask him about those, and we'll see what it, what answers he gives, and uh, we'll see any, any other questions that you have. You can WhatsApp them into us as well. And motorway madness. This is a crazy story. Dad films an eight-year-old son driving at 122 kilometers per hour on the roads. Road safety chiefs have slammed the shocking viral video footage of an eight-year-old driving a car at a speed down a busy motorway. It's crazy. The boy's father filmed the youngster uh, from behind the wheel of a car as it travelled at 70 miles an hour down a motorway in Spain. The clip which has been shared online shows the father speaking with a clear Irish accent, boasting about his son's driving ability. So there you go. For everybody who's... who's, uh, you know, practicing cop on, there's one fellow with his eight year old son doing 122 kilometers down in a motorway. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's always one. It's the strawberry alarm clock, it's F104. But right now, it's time for some strawberry messages. Continuing to consider it, at Wife Swap Live, we'll give you the best deals and offers in the Mrs. Holiday Market. Wife Swap Live. Married to a breeder from BlackRock. At Wife Swap Live, you could be hooked up to Fiona from Finglas within hours. You'll never forget your first Fiona. Hello, sailor. Terms and conditions apply. No actual wives involved. It's a scam to sell lonely men's data to an offshore company. You'll never even know about it before it's too late. And you'll be too embarrassed to tell your family, especially your wife. Oh yeah, that's over. Forget about it. You're finished with her. Snared. Rapper. Wife Swap Live. What you looking at? Not much. No, what you looking at is the new trading name of Watch Out, the thinking man's watch retailer. We've got everything you need to pimp your wrist. Gold, silver and digital wrist watches that will make you more attractive to a potential future kissy partner. Yeah, what's that you're wearing? A cop. No, on your wrist. Oh, a watch. Ah, deadly. Is that all I have to say? Shut up, we're still recording. TNC reply. The watches may or may not have come from a box I found in the delivery van somewhere out of the way, so if anyone asks, watch your mouth and say nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's just what the world needed. Another podcast. Join me, Barry Monotonous, in a new podcast called Backchat Nights, where celebrity guests talk to me in their own back gardens about their podcasts. Backchat Nights. Hmm, yeah. Each week, I'll invite one of my painfully dull friends to chat to me in their own back gardens about the whole world of podcasting and my podcast and their podcast. Featuring everything you need to know that you didn't already know. Backchat Nights may only have five subscribers, but I'll tell everyone it's award-winning on Twitter. Backchat Nights. Link is in the bio. Families and friends. Over the next few weeks slash months, if you are homeschooling slash remotely slash digitally educating your kids and you need assistance with figuring out the complicated workings of the classroom, please reach out to me. 
I am a class clown. I'd be happy to answer any questions slash support where I can. For example, when your parent turns their back, I can tell you the perfect time to throw chewing gum at their head, make an inappropriate noise, or just flip them the bird. <laughs> yeah, man, I sent it. Check me out, The Class Clown on Facebook. Ultimate horseplay. Hashtag better together. Hashtag I need attention now. Dublin's F4, it's the strawberry alarm clock. So, at the moment, right, so the kids are supposed to be going back to school on uh, in a couple of weeks, and we will have the Minister for Health, uh, Stephen Donnelly, he will be chatting to us later on, and uh, we'll ask him all the questions that you've sent in, some, some good ones coming in. Um, but there's a, a lot of people, Crossy, and they're playing... They're playing the, the long the waiting game when it comes to uniforms and shoes, right? So you don't wanna you don't wanna go and buy a really expensive pair of shoes if they're gonna say, Oh look, do you know what? They're not gonna go back for another month. So now at the moment that's not happening. They are going back in a couple of weeks. But uh, you might not want to take them to a shoe shop, right? Okay. So so a woman in Australia has come up with an unbelievable hack that's gone viral. And uh, lots of parents are saying this is a great idea. I'd, I'd like to know, people who work in shoe shops, if this works. Basically, she got her kids to stand on a piece of cardboard and she uh, drew around their, the outline of their foot. <laughs> and she brings this piece of hard cardboard with the shape of, their kid, of the two kids' feet and puts them into the shoes to see if they'll, if they'll fit. And that way, you don't have to bring the kids to the shoe shop. That is very cute. It's clear now, I, you know, people who work in shoe shops might say, no, that doesn't work because you need to f- see the, you know, the, the head of the foot rests in the shoe and all that kind of stuff because you don't want the kids to be wearing dodgy shoes for the year. And not uh, only that, <laughs> you know, they'd wreck your head when they're in the shop. You know, if, if you're a mum or a dad and you're bringing oh. them to a shoe shop and they're, I want this, I want that. And you're going, just sit down and put the shoe on you, will you? That's it's not just—it's not just your own kids. Like you know, all the kids just—it's so busy in there, and I, I, there probably is appointments and stuff happening now. But yeah, you know, traditionally, shoe shop things—they're oh, a head wreck. And you're probably but, not uh, allowed to have that little thing to play with anymore. You know, they used to have a little kids' corner. That's probably not allowed now because of COVID. So they won't be able yeah. to touch the yeah. We used to have a thing, um, you know, you put your foot, I don't know if this is still the same as it was in the 90s, you'd put your foot into a little machine and then all of a sudden yeah. these grey things would come out of nowhere and, go, and it would measure your foot. It was the most strangest yeah. thing. I used to be terrified of it. I, I thought it was going to... When you're a little five or six-year-old, you'd think it's going to squash your foot, even though it wasn't. It was just measuring your shoe. Those ruler things that would come over, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd measure you. Well, it's pretty much the same as this mother with the with the cardboard, but I, I don't know if they can measure other stuff with them. Um, I presume there's there's more digital versions now, but <laughs> oh. uh, but some people are doing the waiting game, so they're kind of going to wait till the last second before they buy the shoes, just in case there's any cancellations. You know, save themselves a few quid. <laughs> yeah. Do you think every single mom and dad in Dublin is praying that they go back to normal so they get some sort of peace and quiet and some sort of you know normality back in their life? I think everybody would like that, but also they uh, they don't want their kids to be going into a sort of risky environment. So yeah. it's a it's a mixture of the two. Yes, everyone wants the kids to go back and get back to their education, and because uh, that's all gone a bit loosey goosey lately. So I think everyone would like that, but nobody wants to send them somewhere it's going to be dodgy. Yeah, I think Blippy, I think every mum and dad has had enough of Blippy and Peppa and all that, teaching them everything. Yeah. Get the teachers exactly. back. Still to come, we have Dish the Dirt. And on Dish the Dirt coming up, I can tell you that we have the all-star in the Death of the Nile uh, with Kenneth Branagh and Poirot. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen has been spotted filming Borat. I saw this clip going around yesterday. I thought it was an old clip, but he's doing Barrett again, is he? That's good news. We'll tell you all about it in Dish the Dirt. It's on the way. It's FM4. Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. So you have to go back to 2006 for Barrett, Cultural Learnings of America, for Make Benefit, Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Uh, it was a, a massive movie. Everybody has a guy in the office who did a Borat impersonation all the time. Uh, it, was, it was always that. And uh, it's coming back. It, so somebody yesterday in L.A., I saw the, the clip, but I thought it was an old clip, but it's new. Uh, somebody in L.A. filmed 
Sasha Baron Cohen in the full Borat gear in a car on the back of a trailer filming something to do with Borat. So, is it a TV show? Is it a movie? We don't know yet. Wasn't it Borat who What's had that, that um, mankini? Was it Borat that had yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was there, was there one or two films? I think it was just the one, wasn't it? There was one, and the second one was a, you know, a kind of Borat movie. It was so, he yeah. played a different character. Remember that? He was a dictator. The dictator, that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, well, he's, he's done a few. He's, he's had Bruno, and he's had Borat, and he's had Ali G. So we don't know what, it, what it's to do with. Um, so the, the, he shared a snap of himself back in 2018 as Borat posing with an ID card. And uh, he said, he, with a sticker that says, I voted. So maybe it's something to do with the election in the States. We don't know. But it's good news if you're a Borat fan. It sounds like he's filming something interesting. Be um, Death on the Nile has got a new intriguing first look trailer. Uh, arriving in, in Irish cinemas in this October, Death on the Nile trailer is here to add a bit of mystery to your uh, Thursday. Following the huge success of Murder on the Orient Express, Express in 2017, starring Johnny Depp and Daisy Ridley and Penelope Cruz, Death in the Nile will once again see Kenneth Branagh's Poirot pick up a mysterious case in the far-flung location of Egypt, where many a mysterious and intriguing character will be coming out of the woodwork. Here is the teaser trailer. The murderer is one of you. I don't feel safe here. I don't feel safe with any of them. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequences. I have investigated many crimes. But this has altered the shape of my soul. I am Detective Hercule Poirot, and I will deliver your killer. I am Detective Hercule Prolet. I will deliver. I saw- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A great thing the other day, it was how all trailers sound the same. And, like, ever since I've, I've watched it, I'll bring it to you later, actually, this morning. Um, <laughs> ever since I watched it, I, I just see every trailer, it's exactly the same. It's like they, sh- they play a little clip, and then they have a song, like a well-known song, which is slowed down, and kind of an acoustic version. And they have lots of drums. I will find the killer. Um... <laughs> Think about so, uh, I think it's Britney and Toxic. I'm addicted to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all do it. Idris Elba says he wanted to make in the long run look as authentic as possible. The sitcom, which is set in 1980s London, is now in its third series. And he told us uh, the locations and set were very important to him. It was incredible having these really great old school buildings to shoot up against and be there. It's almost like being in a time machine. It was great. 
So Jim, the real sounds house, like he's in a time machine. He does, yeah. The Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills started in yeah. 2010, but during lockdown, Netflix threw it all on, threw it all online. So people have been watching yeah. it and been bet into it. Not my cup of tea, not into it all. But because they have 10 series with about 20 episodes per series, it's taken a while for people to find out things. Back in 2016. Robbie Keane and Claudine Keane were in an episode of The Real no. Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, they were at someone's 40th birthday party and I saw loads of people tweeting about it last night going, I cannot believe Robbie Keane is in this massive Netflix TV show that's been going on for years, but nobody picked up on it back in the day. But now because of lockdown and everything, people are watching all this muck and they've noticed. I wonder if anyone else noticed a minute, but I know they were shocked to go, Robbie Keane. Oh, does anyone know which episode it is? It is the one in 2016, and people are saying the big Irish head in them in front, you know, because they're all American, <laughs> big boobed, big lips, you know, big muscles. Yeah. And uh, yeah, six years after the series began, um, he was at someone's um, birthday party <laughs> uh, that's got to do with LA Galaxy. And I'm just looking at a photograph of him here, and you can see he's going, Why am I here? <laughs> So he's just in the background of it then? No, he's in it. Like, he's talking in it. He's saying happy birthday. Oh, is he in? Okay. So he has if a anyone knows part. which ex- If anyone knows which exact episode that is, let us know so that, you know, we don't have to go trawling through all the episodes to find it. So if anyone knows the exact number episode, let us know. <laughs> and finally, Ellie Goulding uh, could be Katy Perry's biggest fan. The singer's been friends for years, I didn't know that. And they've also, uh, they've always publicly supported each other. But now Ellie's been chatting to Access Hollywood about how much she loves Katy's new music. She always pushes pop music, which I really appreciate when female artists do that. And she's just kept it, she's just kept like bringing out great songs. Right. Uh, coming up after 8 o'clock, we will have uh, Ireland AM, where Simon will sing and Anna will try on a stormproof skirt. And we'll play another round of FN4's Instagram. It's all on the way on the Strawberry Alarm Clock. Don't move. FM104. It's time to go over to a stormy special of Ireland AM. Welcome back to Ireland AM and later on we'll be interviewing a man who met a hedgehog last night who could talk. We'll be talking to him on Skype. Looking forward to it, yeah. With Storm Ellen on the way, we thought we'd have a lot of storm-related items. And our first one is we were supposed to have Una from Guna 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 and Una in here to show us some stormproof skirts. But unfortunately, Una sent us a message saying she's not bothered coming in this morning because of the storm. So I'm going to model it myself, uh, Simon. What is a stormproof skirt there? <laughs> Well, it's a maxi skirt. It's perfect for the office as there's no one there to see it. And it won't blow up over my head. Well, that would be terrible. I'd hate for that to happen, Anna. Yeah, so have I. So what I've done is I've got Aiden over there with our huge giant fan that we have to extract the smell of the six o'clock shows cooking. And uh, Aiden, are you over there? That's right, Anna. I'm right here and I've got the prop ready to go. Um, just to remind everyone that I used to do primetime television on RTE and I wasn't just a props guy who would just be rolled on to do some gimmicky sh- on uh, TV3, uh, whatever it's called now. What Aiden's going to do, this is going to be so much fun. Are you having fun, Simon? I'm having so much fun. Aiden's going to point the... Are you pointing it at me now? Yes, and... Um, That's a big fan. Yeah, one of your biggest fans, uh, apparently. Mm, power. Uh, yeah, I do the jokes around here, Aiden, okay? Do you want me to switch on the power? Yeah, well, hang on a second. Let me just explain. If this skirt works, then it won't blow up over my head, and it'll be perfect for all you gals out there as you go through the storm to work. Okay, power it up. Power on... Powerful, guys. Powerful. But the skirt seems to be staying where it is. Oh, yeah, great. It's fantastic that the skirt's not moving. Delighted for you, Anna. Who does she think she is, Marilyn Monroe? Well, it has been said before. That's proved to be a complete success. While I get my hair redone, Simon, over to you with the weather. Yeah, we can go outside now to Derek O'Cardigan. And you are there as our eye in the sky there. Yes, Murray Eve, August of Rovam, Wehin you, Derek here outside on the front line for the best weather update on the island, ladies and gentlemen. I'm currently being attached to an actual kite. I'll be raised into the sky any minute now to give you the latest on Storm Ellen DeGeneres. And here we go, up, up, and away. Oh, there we go. Derek, can you hear me? Yep, I can, Simon, barely now. I'll keep going with my weather report. Okay. I have it all memorized. Okay, go ahead, Derek. Okay. 
He's on. He's up. He's up on a coit there. Go ahead. Early on, we weather people thought Ellen was light, entertaining, and would occasionally do a little dance. But now, ladies and gentlemen, that we are coming face to face with Storm Ellen DeGeneres, we see her for what she really is, and she is a nasty bit of work, ladies and gentlemen. Not a storm in a furry teacup, after all. Storm Ellen is vicious. She's beating me ferociously now. Oh, Fossilger Von Simon, ladies and gentlemen, in our rear, get me down, get me down, please. Oh, oh no, rope, the rope has snapped, Simon. I'm floating away. Time for a song to calm the nerves. Budge okay. Me. Okay. Oh, there he goes. Derek O'Cardigan blowing all the way through the sky there. Don't worry about it, folks. He often goes uh, paragliding, so he'll be safe enough. But you know what? Seeing as uh, you've heard me talking on earlier today, uh, talking about showbiz, you've seen, seen me cooking. Because you've never heard me singing. Not sure until now. I'm Shimin' in the rain I'm shimin' in the rain What a glorious feeling On Ireland again I'm laughing at clowns In the gallery up above I'm having some fun here Virgin Media One Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain Delaney's in the place I walk down the lane With a happy refrain Just singing Just shimin' Ireland AM That's it folks Watch those feet move Join us after the break. Breed is going to show us how to make us a quiche. The Strawberry Alarm Clock. Turn it up! Hey, it's Lizzo. You're listening to the Strawberry Alarm Clock. Dublin's hit music station. FM 104. FM 104. Off the flats. FM 104's Instagram with cover in a click. Young driver car insurance specialists. See what you can save. Cover in a click.ie. Ten questions. Sixty seconds. One thousand euro. FM 104's Instagram. And we did this before a little while ago. We asked everybody, where do you play it? Where are you when FM 4's Instagram is on? Are you in your car, in your kitchen? Where are you? On the bus? Where do you play it? Every morning you turn it up just to do the ten questions, see how you do. <laughs> it's like a religion an early morning thing it's like a cup of coffee and Instagram you have to do it so uh, where are you when you play uh, Chris where do you normally listen uh, in the car in the yeah. okay very good are you on speakerphone at the moment no no I have to phone my hand okay very good um, and where is your car right now it's packed up on the Circle K on the N3 okay so uh, you, uh, you've been entering a few mornings have you or is this the first time you've entered yeah Okay. Okay. Very good. So, uh, Chris Crossy tells me that uh, you do quite well some mornings, do you? I do all right. Okay. Well, best of luck this morning. You know the rules. No help. No messing. Uh, no. You're not. You're on your own there, are you? I'm on my own. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, best of luck. We're going to ask you the ten questions. If you give us ten correct answers, you'll get a thousand euro. Okay, Chris, best of luck. Let's do this. Let's play Instagram. The game begins in three, two, one. How many grams are there in a kilogram? A thousand. According to legend, who led a gang of merry outlaws in Sherwood Forest in Nottingham? Robin Hood. How many players in total are allowed on a basketball court at any one time? Ten. Great whites and hammerheads are types of what Shark. animal? True or false, there are 225 squares on a Scrabble board. True. Who is the lead singer of the script? Danny O'Donoghue. What actor played Christopher Grey in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies? Uh, uh, I have to go to the next one. What artist performed the Bond theme tune to the 2015 film Spectre? 
What true or false TV game show is hosted by Rob Bryden? And then what actress does the voice of Bart Simpson? Maggie something. Ah, has gone. Oh, oh man, you did so well. You were flying it. You were absolutely flying it. I was getting ready with the, the celebration music nearly. I even text Chris. Huh? What was the actor? I'll tell you now, right? So uh, we'll go through it. You did, like, the first six were correct, Chris. It was bang, 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 bang. Uh, there's a thousand grams in a kilogram. Robin Hood. There are ten players on a basketball court. Two teams of five. Uh, Sharks is right. True. There are 225 squares on a scrabble board. Danny O'Donoghue. We're thinking, here we go. Here we go. It's happening. And Jamie Dornan Jamie Dornan. is the actor. Dornan. Who probably doesn't want to be reminded he was in all those Fifty Shades of Grey movies. <laughs> Sam Smith did the James Bond theme. Would I Lie to You is the game show that Rob Bryden presents. And Nancy Cartwright is the voice of Bart Simpson. And we've interviewed her on this very show. So you did a very respectable seven, Chris. The highest score this week so far. That was pretty good. I thought you were on to a winner there. You were flying it. We'll give you a go again, definitely. You should enter again, and uh, we'll give you a strawberry alarm clock cuddle mug as well, just to uh, to honour the the highest score of the week. Well done, so. Cheers. Cheers, Chris. Dublin's F and Four. It is the strawberry alarm clock, and in days like this, you really have to look out for things that are, are things to look forward to, right? So uh, we want to know what you're looking forward to. You can WhatsApp us in. Anything. It could be something small. I'll tell you some things that I'm looking forward to because I've just noticed a couple of things this morning. And I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it could be anything. It could be like season two of Mandalorian. It could be, you know, um, well, I'll tell you the one thing, Crossy, that I'm looking forward to that I just saw today. It was uh, an ad, uh, like a thing on a, a website saying that available from October 2020, Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, yes. They are releasing, it's been years and years, I think it's been 20 years or something since Crash Bandicoot 1, 2 and 3. Uh, so yeah, the third one, the fourth one is uh, it's happening and it's available to pre-order now. Brilliant. Remember just sitting down, like imagine it's going to be raining come October, November and yeah. you can sit down in the evenings and just go turn yourself off and play that game for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Or if you're like... Cook it about. Yeah. Do you oh. the little mask thing that would float beside him? Hoogadaba! <laughs> oh, then, brilliant. Game over. <laughs> um, we need so something. Is there anything? You have something, do you? No, we need something. Like I'm looking forward to all the movies that are going to be coming out over the next while. You know, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, you head to movies at and you just sit down, massive bag of popcorn, maybe nachos with a bit of cheese and a uh, big, big, <laughs> big Diet Coke and you sit there and you're watching a movie and there's no better feeling than sitting down watching a movie. So I'm looking forward to that, you know, seeing proper new movies again that's not on your couch on Netflix. Uh, another thing I'm looking forward to, I'm a massive fan of Gamara. If you've never watched it, it's the best gangster TV show ever. It's Italian gangsters. I think all of it was on, I think it's on Now TV or Sky. And uh, I watched the first three seasons. They were fantastic. And then it's, it's finished. But the, the fourth one, fourth season is coming. But there's a movie, Immortale, The Immortal. And it's about one of the main characters in it. I won't give any plot spoilers or anything like that, but I have, I have a copy of it. I'm going to watch that later. And uh, also, some other things to look forward to is uh, McVitie's are launching. You, you know, you've got your uh, your chocolate digestives, which is a very popular biscuit. They're launching two new versions of it, uh, just for the festive season. You've got some gingerbread chocolate digestives. Think about that now, ginger and chocolate. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And Christmas pudding flavor. I am game for this. This sounds like a fantastic idea. Christmas pudding digestive biscuits. <gasps> yes, so you got the, the the biscuit will taste like Christmas pudding and then it's covered in chocolate as well. And you got the ginger ones as well. So they're very festive. I think they're only going to be released for a little while, like like a lot of these things. So uh, if you're into your McVitie's digestives, you've got this. Think of it. October, you got your chocolate digestive. You know, you got Crash Bandicoot on the go. <laughs> And uh, 
you know, <laughs> we have to look forward to something. Do you know, it's the little things now, isn't it? I'm even looking forward to EastEnders coming back in September and the chase coming back in December and even listening to, sorry, watching the fake laughter of Holly and Phil because September seems to be when everything starts to come back. Fair City's back in September. Look, it's the little things. Sorry, calm down there, Crossy. Okay, yeah, maybe down. I took it too far. Okay, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'll tap out. Let's not one. go too far. <laughs> Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. So, um, I think, I'm not. I'm never too sure who my favourite Simpsons character is, alright? But I had a friend who uh, said he was, he used to sell Simpsons memorabilia type stuff. And uh, who would you say sold more, which, which character would you say was sold more than any other character of the Simpsons? You used to sell things of, of The Simpsons. I'd say Bart, maybe. Bart or Homer? No. Nelson, uh, Nelson was second. The, the number one most popular character that people got pictures of was... Uh, uh, what's his face? Oh, man, his, his name went out of my head there. Barney? The little fellow. My cat smells... My breath smells like cat food. Oh, the uh, Ralph Wiggum. Ralph, Ralph Wiggum. Chief Wiggum's son. It was the most popular for him. And I think uh, Nelson was the second most popular... And Nelson, of course, the the bully who says the classic "ha ha," which people you know adopted all around the world when anybody ever did anything wrong. <laughs> but now it's been taken to a whole new level because he has been mixed into M83's mashup of uh, Midnight City. Here's what it sounds like with uh, Nelson in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. That is so good. That's brilliant. That's the content you need, isn't it? That is brilliant. That's a TikTok user. His name is Teo Damani. Well done, Teo. Uh, Can I that blow is your mind? absolute class. Can I blow your mind about The Simpsons? You know, you said Ralph yes. Wiggum. Yeah. Ralph Wiggum's dad isn't his real dad. Somebody on the internet has said that Chief Wiggum's wife had an affair with Eddie and Ralph is actually his son. So the other cop that's always with Chief Wiggum. If you look at he has the oh, lines yeah. his hair and Ralph has lines his hair, whereas Chief Wiggum has blue hair. So they're thinking maybe uh, Mrs. Wiggum had an affair with the other cop and that's his kid. Well, I don't know because, you know, Marge has blue hair and none of the kids have. Oh, yeah. That's kind of that gone. Although I know I, I love those kind of fan theories. <laughs> yeah, me too. They're so good. <laughs> That's good. Um, Mariah Carey's releasing a new album in October. See, it's not everything to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> rarities includes previously un- unreleased duet with Lauren Hill. Oh, well, that sounds good. Um, it's going to be a busy autumn for Mariah. The pop diva is releasing her tell-all memoir as well, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Uh, I once saw into Mariah Carey's flat. Now, I was told it was Mariah Carey's flat. Now, when I say flat, it was a penthouse. So I was in a bar on top of a hotel in New York. And across the way, there was this unbelievable gaff. And it was, uh, it was a penthouse. It was like, you know, the whole top of the penthouse. And there was all these rooms. It was all, lit, all, all kind of funky. And I remember uh, somebody told me, that's Mariah Carey's house. There was nobody there. But it was all lit up like it, was, like, it looked like an unbelievable place for a party. But um, I was told it was Mariah Carey's gaff. Unreal. I heard she yeah, was a handful brilliant. in the three arena. Like she wanted stuff painted. She wanted different lights put in. Like they weren't pink enough. The carpet wasn't white enough. So apparently her diva-esque image is very, very true. Yeah, I kind of like that though. I, I want I want pop stars to be mad. Yeah. I, the madder the better. Me too. Uh, We're out of here. We're out of here. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Good luck. FM104. Crossy, uh, we're going to play you something now in a second, which I absolutely love. It's every trailer in the world ever. Um, but uh, at the moment, I want to tell you some stuff. <laughs> Here we go. Now, where are we going? There it is. So, uh, to get that back I'll to normal there, Chris. Uh, looking forward. So we were asking people to uh, send us in things that they're looking forward to. Looking forward to taking the kids camping to Hidden Valley on Friday. I need a cuddle mug to sip hot chocolate from. Uh, we'll, we can try and organise that for you. 
Uh, somebody else mentioned that, but The Simpsons, Bart is now older than Homer was in season one. Whoa! Well, it has been going for 30 years or something, hasn't it? Oh, that sounds awful. No, he'll always be an 11-year-old boy. Screw that. I know. It's weird. Um, all through lockdown, that's all myself and my kids were played. It was uh, Crash Bandicoot Racing, CTR. So Sinead, so uh, she's looking forward to October and uh, a brand new Crash Bandicoot 4 is going to be released. Um, there's one, I think there's, if you have Crash Bandicoot 1, 2 and 3, that sort of, that bundle, there's one level to play that just appeared on your on your uh, online thing, if you have it downloaded, so if you fancy playing it now. And Jim Jim, how did you get The Immortal? This is the movie. So if you're a massive fan across the, it's like, um, oh, how did you say, it's like Italy's version of, um, of uh, Love Hate, but it's just so good. It's one of the best gangster dramas you've ever seen. It's very, very... It's not for the faint-hearted now. They, they, they don't mess around. Uh, it makes love-hate seem, in parts, like Sesame Street. Oh, but, <laughs> although, wow. And love-hate was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Love-hate was amazing, but it's just the gangsters are, are even worse, even more sinister than the love-hate ones. Um, so they had season one, two, and three, which everybody was, who watched it was hooked on. It's one of the best things I've ever seen, honestly. It was, it was fantastic. It's on Sky and Now TV if you've never seen it. Uh, hi, Jim Jim. How did you get The Immortal to watch? Myself and my husband were obsessed with Gamora and I can't get the movie anywhere. Yet we're desperately want to watch it. Please let me know how you got it. <laughs> it's a desperate fan. Okay, well, do you know what I did? I went old school and I bought the DVD of it, which is available to buy on Italian Amazon. That's how, far I, that's how much of a fan I am of this, Crossy. Italian uh, Amazon... And if you just, you know, if you, you just switch your Amazon to the Italian one, uh, search for uh, The Immortal, and then you can buy it. And then it's, it's all Italian, obviously, but there is English subtitles on the DVD. I remember so, when it first came huge. out, yourself and Nobby were glued to it. Glued oh, to it. Yeah. Well, I have the DVD, so I'd say uh, Nobby will be looking for a loan when he comes back from his holiday next week. <laughs> All drenched. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen the first few minutes of it, and it looks fantastic. And it's all about uh, Chiro, the character. And um, I won't say anything else, but it's incredible, okay? Um, now, Nobby, or Crossy, I should say, speaking of Nobby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant, okay? So uh, this has been go- knocking around online for the last few days. Somebody's put this together. I don't know who did it. Um, so uh, apologies if, you, if somebody made this and I'm not giving them the name check. I don't know who did it, but uh, this is... Have a listen to this. So you're going to have to kill the music on this one, Crossy, because this is every every movie trailer you've ever heard. So what you, what appears on the screen, I'm, I'm going to read out for everybody listening. And uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. A single note. This is what's on screen now. Over the establishing shots, another single note. There's a low whir, followed by a pondering I've statement. Wondered about this particular thing. There's a mind-blowing revelation. It turns out that that thing is real. <laughs> then you have the name of the studio. An unexpected cl- cover of a classic song. Slow version of a well-known song. That thing I referred to earlier? Well, it's happening. And it will destroy <laughs> Music starts coming up. The shots of the main characters looking hopeful. It's you. You didn't think it would be that easy, did you? Music builds. Next summer, spring, fall, or Christmas. Montage featuring available shots from the visionary director. Musical arrangement of who? End the montage with a scene that raises the doubt about the main character's main fate. Stop this thing. You are that person. Now take my hand! Actor, 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 B-list actor, A-list actor. <laughs> Quickly shuffle through the hero shots. You can have anything you want there. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Money shot. I am 
the reaction. And then the, the, the title of the movie. And the release date. Is <laughs> that every trailer you've ever heard? I can't wait to see whatever that movie is. It sounds brilliant. It does, but every single trailer now, when, you, when you've heard that and seen that, right... Every time you every time you hear any trailer now, it's exactly that is exactly right. It's perfect. So uh, fair play to whoever put that together because it's absolutely bang on. Well, it's mad. probably somebody who puts trailers together. Yeah, it's mad that you've put that out exactly at this time because all the Irish cinemas in all of Ireland have just released a video because they want people to you know go back to the cinema and support it. It's called Love yeah. Cinema. It's about ninety seconds long, and it's that song you know. Um, oh, what's it called again? I'm trying to get it here. The Little Light of Mine. Do you know that song? Oh, yeah. So it basically it mixes through all older movies like James Bond, The Wizard of Oz, The Shawshank Redemption, My Fair Lady, right up to Rocky and normal movies. You know, saying these yeah. are the movies that Irish people have loved. And then it goes into trailers for Tenant, uh, Daniel Craig's final James Bond, Gal Gadot's uh, movie, what's it, Superwoman, <laughs> Super Thingy. Anyway, sorry, but yeah. basically... It is very, very sad. When you're watching it, you're going, ah, you missed the cinema. It's up on FM104.ie. Yeah. They've just posted it up. But um, yeah, no, it's just mad that you put that up and that's just come out about Okay, well, ago. hopefully we'll all be back to the cinemas uh, normally very soon. Uh, somebody said, well, what was the name of that gangster show, lads? It was Gamara. And there was an original film as well of Gamara. But uh, yeah, Gamara, great TV show. It's the Strawberry Alarm Clock. It's FM4. It is FN4, it is the strawberry alarm clock, it's the uh, Thursday morning and we can now go to the health, Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, he's on the line. Good morning, Minister. Jim, good morning, how are you? I'm very good. Now listen, lots of questions coming in, I'm sure you're aware of everybody's, uh, they, they have a lot of questions about the new measures that have been put in place. Um, the most questions coming in about the kids going back to school uh, on Monday week, do you think that will definitely happen? Yeah, it will. So we've got to get our kids back to school, Jim. They've got to get back to education. I've got three young kids myself. Um, and whilst I very much enjoyed homeschooling them, I genuinely did, they, they need to get back into, a, into a, a proper school environment for their education. But also, I think, as we all know, for their mental health, for their personal development. So reopening the schools is a top priority. Other countries have done it successfully. Uh, we will do it successfully. And really, Jim, a lot of the measures that we're all being asked to follow by government and by the public health doctors uh, for the next 25 days is partly to make sure that opening schools stays on track. So it's all about reducing transmission in the community, um, suppressing this virus. We've done it before, we'll do it again, and uh, let's get our children back to school. And is that why people have been uh, told to uh, advise to avoid public transport and to work from home? Is that to do with the, sc the schools reopening? So there's four objectives that the National Public Health Emergency Team look at uh, and that government are looking at. One of them is getting uh, children back to schools, full reopening of schools. I think we all agree it's, it's really important. Another one in my own brief is ob obviously full resumption of the healthcare services. So as, as we all know, before COVID arrived here, we had uh, the longest waiting lists for access to public health care uh, anywhere in Europe. Um, it's got an awful lot worse, unfortunately, because the healthcare services, a lot of them had to be paused for months. So we've got to get the healthcare services up and running uh, again. Also, obviously, these are public health measures, so we're putting them in place to save lives. We, we sadly have, have lost more than 1,700 uh, men and women to this awful disease uh, so, all, already this year. Um, and then the, the fourth one, Jim, is jobs. Right, So we all saw what happened when we had this very hard lockdown earlier on this year. Um, a lot of good businesses were really put to the pin of, their, pin of their collars. We've got to protect jobs. We've got to protect the economy. So the public health advice to government and the advice that government have taken is to say um, we are at a tipping point. The virus, in terms of where it is in our community, has gone up quite significantly over the last two months. The public health doctors, they are worried, and they're saying we need to take measures now because we know a lot more about this virus now than we did, say, four or five months ago, the advice is not just lock down the whole country. It's to say we know where the clusters are, we know how the virus spreads, or at least we know a lot more than we did. So let's target measures uh, that we know suppress the virus while still making sure people can go about their business, go to work, or ideally please work from home, uh, play sports, uh, go out and about, and so forth. 
Uh, another question that's come in uh, quite a bit is uh, normally when schools reopen in September, there is a kind of a spurt of uh, outbreak of colds and flu season that happens when kids get back together. When they do start getting flus and things like that, will that? How will you deal with that? Uh, how will we know the difference between flus and and COVID? So just as we are now, and in fact, it's a great question, not just for children, but for all of us, right? So, uh, you know, we, it starts to get chilly again. We forget to put the, uh, the jumpers on because it's, it, it was August. We start getting symptomatic uh, normally. Um, people like yourself and myself might contract a bit of man flu and we'd feel very sorry for ourselves and see if we'd stay in bed for a few days. Um, you know, and, and we probably wouldn't go to the doctor. We probably wouldn't contact them because we think, look, I've got a flu. Uh, I'll be grand. I'll take some vitamins. Um, I'll take care of myself uh, and I'll rest. The public health advice now is different, Jim. The public health advice now is if you have any of the symptoms, please contact your GP immediately. The GPs have been phenomenal. Um, I've just signed off, actually, uh, another tranche of supports uh, to help our GPs do exactly this through the winter. So they are going to be taking a lot of calls. Uh, they will do telephone consultations with us. And if the GPs feel uh, that there is a risk, they will refer you for a test. You'll get a test. The HSC have been doing incredible work to make sure that there's a lot of capacity. We can now do up to 100,000 tests a week. Um, and we're looking at making those turnaround times quicker and quicker. Uh, and there will be a lot of testing. There's no doubt over the winter because the quicker we can identify who has this virus, the quicker we can help them isolate themselves so they don't spread the virus, uh, get them better and, uh, and keep suppressing the virus. As we saw yesterday when uh, Storm Ellen was hitting us, there's always going to be people who are uh, you know, going to jump in the sea when the waters are choppy and it seems the same, uh, same, kind, of, there's the same kind of people when it comes to, to COVID-19. So a texter has sent us a thing saying that my boss doesn't believe in COVID-19 and they have no they have no things in place for protection and they're concerned about where they're working. Is there anywhere that they can report a, a, an office or an environment like that? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yes, there absolutely is. And, and that's, very worrying to, uh, that's very worrying to hear altogether. Yeah, yes. So if an employee or, or anybody is working in an environment where their boss essentially you know, has been spending too long maybe looking at um, certain U.S. politicians' tweets or whatever it is, uh, and they don't believe this thing, then uh, they can get directly onto the Health and Safety Authority and report that. Like, that is completely unacceptable. Employers have a duty of care to their employees. And it's worth saying, Jim, I think we all know that the vast, vast, vast majority of employers, of businesses, and employees have gone out of their way to put measures in all across the country to keep people safe. The reality is, though, this is a highly infectious virus. You know, for example, we had a house party situation where one poor guy went in, completely asymptomatic, didn't realize, uh, walked out and more than 30 people had been infected uh, just in those few hours. We saw the outbreaks around the meat plants in Kildare, Leash, Offaly, and just how quickly this thing can spread. So every employer has to take this seriously, and any employee who feels that their employer is not taking it seriously uh, can get straight on to the Health, uh, health and Safety Authority. Uh, another one that's come in quite a bit is how come I can't have, say, a family lunch in a house with more than six people, but I can go to a pub and do that? You can't go to a pub. The pubs are closed. You can go to a restaurant and do it. And the public health yeah, rationale is this. Yeah, right. Is uh, restaurants yeah. are controlled environments. So you come in, uh, they, they take your name, there's strict social distancing, uh, there's protective clothing or the, the face coverings worn by the staff. There's a whole range of safety measures in place. And the language that the public health doctors use is controlled and uncontrolled environments. And uh, restaurants are controlled environments. Um, our homes, maybe some, maybe some homes are pretty controlled, uh, um, but a lot of homes are not controlled environments, and therefore uh, the spread of the virus is is, uh, is a much higher risk in our households if we're having six people over to our, or sorry, m more than that over to our house versus being in a restaurant. Um, somebody else wants to know if my children go back to school in September, and then the can I go and visit my grandparents because they've been told now to you know, to cocoon a little bit more than they were. So just to be clear, uh, no grandparents, no one, no one over the age of 70 or no one who is uh, more vulnerable to this, right, who has an underlying condition, no one has been told to cocoon. The advice from Neffet is very clear. It's to say to these people who, by the way, we all know already are taking an awful lot of steps, are being very careful. Uh, the advice from government 
and the advice from NEFIT is right now the virus is much more prevalent uh, in our community than it was two months ago or even four weeks ago. So for the next three and a half weeks, we're, we're saying to people who are more vulnerable to this, uh, just extra, uh, exercise a lot of caution. So, so examples that were given by the public health doctors were um, go outside, go for your... Go, 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 go about your business, live your life, but, but limit your social interactions, limit the number of people coming into your house. Uh, if you're going to the shops, shop during designated times for people who are more vulnerable to this. Uh, so that, that's the advice uh, for, for those people right now. Um, so a lot of people were wondering as well about, um, they, they, will we go into a similar lockdown situation? That Do you think that could happen, that a similar lockdown situation could happen that we experienced in March and April? What we're doing now, the measures we announced this week, are exactly to avoid that. So if we went back four months, we wouldn't have had the testing and tracing in place that we now have. We wouldn't be aware of how uh, much the virus has risen uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, We wouldn't have the detail on exactly where it is and which bits are workplace and which bits are community transmission. And we probably wouldn't be bringing in these measures. We probably would have waited. And the problem is with this virus, if you wait until you see it spike in the community at a dangerous level, you're you're too late. So because we have the testing and tracing, because we know more about the virus and and, and how it works, though obviously we've still a lot uh, to learn, uh, we were able to move much more quickly. It's the same in Kildare, Leash and Offaly. uh, And I've spoken to a lot of people in the three counties who were very frustrated and very understandably frustrated saying hang on a second you know are you are you picking on us are we being blamed for something and of course the answer to that is absolutely not the the only the only thing being blamed for this is the virus itself what we were able to do in those three counties is move early Uh, and while nobody wants to be in a situation where there's there's measures in place by moving early it's possible to suppress the virus before it gets to um uh, really dangerous levels in the community that's exactly what we did this week with the country to say listen for the next three and a half weeks it's just 25 24 25 days now um we all have to be more careful and you know the, the advice, I think, uh, NEFA deserve a lot of credit because, in a sense, the easy thing for public health doctors to do would be to say, well, we're just going to have a lockdown. And it's very simple. It's stay at home, close the businesses, you know, don't open the schools, mm. all of that. In fact, they've taken a much more nuanced position and said, we have to protect jobs. We have to get the hospitals open or keep them open. We have to get, um, we have to get the schools open and we have to protect public health. So we're going to take these limited measures now to drive it back down in the community. Now, uh, however, do we know what's going to happen in the future? Are we, you know, is any country doing this knowing exactly what the measures are going to do? Uh, no. This is, a, this is a new virus, and, and uh, we're taking measures. Other countries are taking, uh, are taking other measures. But the expert advice, the best advice we have, is that the measures introduced this week, uh, if we all really commit to them, uh, will make a big difference in suppressing the virus here. And, um, I mean, you, you've taken this job on in uh, you know, a, a stage of the virus where people are getting kind of fed up with these guidelines. You know, I think people took it much more seriously back in when it first started, but now there, there are a lot of people who are just uh, not, not listening to the advice. Some people listening right now could even be planning to have a house party this weekend. Could you speak to them directly, and what advice would you give to people who think, I'm, f- I'm feeling okay, I'm going to have a house party, this guy, uh, you know, I don't believe what he's saying, I'm, I'm going to have a house party, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take a risk on it. What would you say to those people? I'd say, uh, don't listen to me. Um, for for uh, all manner of reasons, people trust doctors a hell of a lot more than they trust politicians. Don't listen to me. Listen to the doctors. Listen to the public health doctors. Listen to the scientists, the virologists, the epidemiologists, the people who do this for a living and who have steered us well so far. What they are saying is that house parties right now are probably the single biggest source of community transmission in our country. And one of the big reasons they brought in, well, the government has brought it in, but they recommended to government that we limit visitors to our houses, to whoever's living in the house plus no more than six, really was with a view to house parties. So as I, as I said to you a few minutes ago, and it's just one case, Poor guy, asymptomatic, went in, more than 30 people walked out of that house um, infected. And one of the big problems we have with this virus is that you can be asymptomatic for quite some time. 
So we had a big te- uh, res- uh, batch of uh, positive tests back about two weeks ago, Jim. Uh, 41 of them were, positive, were, were tested positive. 40 of the 41 were still asymptomatic. Right. So, right. so what happens? Right. So let's say you go to the house party and you say, you know what, I'm sick of this. Um, I need to meet my friends. I need to have a bit of fun. You know, this, is, this has been a dreadful summer. I hear all of that. Mm. Here's what the public health doctors are saying uh, can happen. You go to the party. Uh, one, two, three people at that party are there as well. They're asymptomatic. You don't have to have met them. You don't have to have spoken to them. You don't have to have shared a beer with them. Just them being in the room, breathing in and out, people talking loudly, music is on, the virus is in the air, 10, 20, 30, 40 people contract the virus. You contract the virus. You go back, maybe you're okay. Maybe you're in your mid-20s, your mid-30s, your mid-40s, your mid-50s, whatever it is, and maybe you're fine. Maybe you're not fine, by the way. Maybe you get really sick. Um, we've had, we've had uh, elite athletes, for example, have had this, young people, peak of their fitness, and they, have, they are now having long-term serious effects, and we're really only beginning to learn uh, about the longer-term issues. So the fatality rate amongst younger people is very low, but we don't yet know what the long-term damage is. But let's say you're asymptomatic. Let's say you have, a, you have two nasty weeks. You've got to lock yourself in your room. Maybe you infect... Um, your mum or dad. Maybe you infect your granny or your granddad. Or maybe you infect your mate uh, who has a friend with an underlying condition who's recovering from cancer. Uh, Or um, maybe you've got a friend who works in a nursing home and they go into the nursing home to work. They've no idea that they're infectious. Um, And people die. You know, that unfortunately, that's where we're at. We are in a global pandemic and there is a direct link between people catching this Uh, people who are more vulnerable getting it, and those people dying. So what I'd say to everybody, Jim, who's thinking about this is, don't listen to me, listen to the doctors and the scientists. And what they're saying is, house parties right now are a major source of infection of a disease that that has already killed more than 1,700 men and women in this country. So please don't. Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, thanks a million for taking our call this morning, and uh, best luck. Thanks a million, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Bye-bye now. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.